Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. A snowy Las Vegas, Nevada. Is that true? It's snowing in Las Vegas. What's happening in your state? It's flurrying. We're getting some crazy weather out here. An incredible windstorm that knocked down a 20-year-old tree in my backyard last night. Don't feel bad for my neighbor because he was complaining about how it blocked the sun to his pool recently. So congratulations <laughs> to him on the windstorm. You think it was the windstorm. Uh, right. Meanwhile, your neighbor was out there a uh, chainsaw. You just weren't aware because yeah. it was so windy there. Very Vegas. odd how this things- tree fell down in a direction away from his home directly into mine. It's funny how that works out. Uh, I'm happy, I guess, apparently, for your neighbor. Uh, so you can have some more sun there in Las Vegas. Why Nevada. wouldn't you be unhappy for me? Why would you lead with it? You don't even know him. I don't know him. That's true. I just think it's funny, this notion that, that you need more sun in Vegas. Like, I feel like sun's probably not hard to find. I, you know, I used to have renters in my house here that I now live in. And they, too, and this is Florida, which all we have is sun down here in Florida. But they used to complain to me. They ended up, you know, after a year not renewing their lease because they complained that, my, that the sun wasn't on the pool for the entire day. You know, it was only on the pool for half the day. People are very peculiar about sun and pools. It appears your neighbor is one of those people. I don't care. You've been working with me for two months. Why are you siding with my neighbor who you don't know over me? He sounds lovely. Maybe he's a cool guy. I don't know. Uh, Sounds lovely. I hope you get more renters that are complaining more about the sun not hitting your pool. Uh, Well, I'm glad to know that it is flurrying in Las Vegas, Nevada. You seem warm, though, inside. The real story would be if it was flurrying, frankly, down here in Florida, but certainly bundle up. I'm not sure that uh, our producers and board ops in Bristol, Connecticut, have any sympathy for you right now that it's flurrying in Las Vegas. Show some discretion here. (laughs) Right. No kidding. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. All you ever have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. That's how you listen to us. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortman. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So a big story right now out of college basketball. Alabama freshman Brandon Miller, he is playing tonight at South Carolina. That game tips off at 9 p.m. Eastern. The school announced about three and a half hours before that game that despite Tuscaloosa police testifying yesterday that the star forward brought a now former teammate the handgun used to kill a woman back in january if you don't know what i'm talking about allegedly and this is according to tuscaloosa detectives brandon culpepper who testified yesterday that miller brought darius miles his former teammate a gun to him on the night of the shooting death of 23 year old jamia janae harris after miles asked him to do so via text message miles has since been removed from the crimson tide basketball program him and michael lynn davis face capital murder charges in the death of harris who was shot and killed near campus in the early morning hours of january 15th Miles uh, allegedly admitted to providing the gun used in the shooting. That's according, of course, to investigators, but said that Davis allegedly fired the weapon. Miller has not been charged with a crime. 
The Tuscaloosa Chief Deputy District Attorney Paula Whitley told uh, Alabama.com on Tuesday that there's nothing that we could charge Miller with. That is quote unquote. Nevertheless, is this a bad look right now, Joe, that he's playing tonight and continues to play basketball for Alabama? I mean, it certainly feels like it because this is one of two things. Either Miller knew that he was being asked to bring a gun to a teammate and maybe you don't know what he's going to use it for. But if you're being asked to do that and you do that and then it turns out later that gun was used in the commission of a murder, it'd be hard to make a case for why that individual should continue to play basketball. Not saying you kick him off the team, not saying you arrest him. You know how we do things in this country, innocent until proven guilty, but you would feel like as an organization, as a team, as a school, as a university, you would want to at least take a pause and say, we want to get some more information here before we move forward. Option number two, and this is what you know, Miller's defense is essentially saying he never left his vehicle. He was not involved in the collection of the weapon. He Darius Miles had been asking Brandon to come pick him up for close to an hour. He was already on his way to pick him up. The gun just happened to be in the car. He didn't know about it. If that's the case, obviously better for Miller, but you would still think Alabama would want more information before they'd make any decisions. You have a head coach in Nate Oates who had some very unfortunate comments Uh, Just a couple days ago, referring to this as wrong place, wrong time. Then he got more information as to what happened. Then he came out and he said, you know, those are unfortunate remarks. He walks them back a little bit. Obviously, if Brandon Miller wasn't playing, it would be a different story. But he happens to be one of the best players in the country. He's probably going to be one of the top picks when it comes to the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. So Alabama, who has a legitimate shot at winning the national championship, wants him on the court. So you understand their motives here. But All the way around, it looks like it's not being handled all that well. Just the optics. If you're just looking at the optics here, it doesn't look good for Alabama. Uh, He's uh, supposed to be a top five pick in this upcoming draft. Alabama released a statement saying UA Athletics continues to cooperate fully with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation of this tragic situation. Greg Byrne, Alabama's athletic director, was on ESPN's College Game Day podcast. Brandon Miller was not there for the verbal altercation. Brandon was already on his way to pick up Darius when Darius texted him. Brandon never left his vehicle and was not involved in the collection of the weapon. The shooting occurred just seconds after Brandon arrived. Brandon has been fully cooperating witness and is not a suspect. When the incident happened, uh, it was a conversation between myself, Nate Oates, conversation with myself and the president. We have legal counsel involved for the university. Uh, We have uh, uh, our our different offices within the university that are at least aware of it. Uh, and, and, And so we had normal conversations like we do for other issues. And, uh, and that information was shared uh, collectively and collectively we decided that Brandon uh, was able to play. Alabama went on in their statement to say similarly that based on all the information we have received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only a cooperative witness. I already said that the Tuscaloosa Chief Deputy District Attorney Paula Whitley had said that there's nothing to charge Miller with in terms of a crime. If he's not going to be charged with a crime and that he didn't do anything 
wrong, no wrongdoing uh, in terms of criminality, then I understand the position that Alabama is taking. The problem here, of course, the problem here is that Jamia Janae Harris, who is the victim uh, in this case, her mother said that she's uncomfortable with the focus on basketball. Harris had a five-year-old son, and now her mother is tasked with explaining to her grandson why he's not going to see mommy again. And yet we're all sitting here talking about the basketball component of this. And we're talking about it in large part because Brandon Miller is still playing basketball. And I don't know how you navigate that when you're Alabama, because again, we're talking about a player with such a high profile. We're talking about a player who's supposed to be one of the very top draft picks in the country. We're talking about a player who we're probably going to be watching playing in the NBA. And again, if he's not charged with a crime and there's no, legal wrongdoing here then certainly he should be able to continue forth we would all probably agree and live his life but I also understand the victim family's perspective that this is uncomfortable for everybody that we're sitting here talking about basketball when there's a young mother who has been killed that's extremely well said there's not anything I could possibly add to what you just laid out so often from the sport, when sports intersects with something like this, we tend to focus more on the wrong element of that, right? The Aaron Hernandez situation, not to try to draw an analogy between the two, but you start looking at the sports component, what it means for the team, what it means for this, and you completely lose sight of what happens to the family that has been victimized by this. And that obviously is the key story. That is the most important story. And I'm glad that you said that, Amber. That was very well laid out. Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring that up and I wanted to, to certainly drive that point home because obviously it's our jobs here to talk about sports and the sports component of this story. But the story is certainly far, far bigger than sports. Coming up next, what will the Cowboys look like next season? We will get into that. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Also, you can check us out on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Cowboys have a whole lot of decisions to make. It is a messy offseason for the Dallas Cowboys with all the free agents looming and franchise tags and everything else that they have to grapple with. Before we get into the mess that is the Dallas Cowboys, though, let's try to earn a little money. That's not messy. It's Joe's favorite thing to do. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, a lot of action tonight, a lot of action. Coming off a good night, we needed one. We were 2-0 last night, plus two units. That makes us 23-18 and over the last 13 shows, plus 14.25 units. So we're feeling good. We're feeling real good. We're going to start with this. We're going to give you some golf futures tonight, some picks to play for the Honda Classic, which starts in Amber's beloved state of Florida tomorrow. Those will come up later in the show. Got a nice, juicy long shot for you. You're not going to want to miss it. But we're going to give you some action tonight that you can bite your teeth into right away. Chicago Blackhawks, Dallas Stars. Game starts 9 p.m. Eastern. Blackhawks under one and a half goals. So you're betting the Blackhawks, just the Blackhawks, to score fewer than two goals. It's plus 136. Nice little juice there. You got a situation where Dallas is going to be on the warpath, in my opinion. They're a very good team, but they've lost four straight, and they've had four nights off to sit and stew on that. Keep in mind, they're number two in the NHL in goals allowed this season. They're stellar in that department. So I see them coming out with a vengeance. Perfect get-right spot against a Chicago team that ranks 31st in scoring and is playing their fourth game in six nights and second half of a back-to-back. Pizza Money number one, the Chicago Blackhawks under one and a half goals tonight against the Dallas Stars. So there you have it. There will be more where that came from as the show rolls on. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. The Dallas Cowboys have 19 players, Joe, set to become unrestricted free agents. That includes some key names like Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz. 19 to become unrestricted free agents. You can't fit all those guys under the salary cap. If they're trying to pay everybody, it would require a whole lot of maneuvering. We know that's not going to be the case, right? So I want to go through some names here on how important it is for them to keep them. Let's start with Tony Pollard. I feel like Tony Pollard, the franchise tag, would cost them about $10 bucks. That seems like it might make sense for the Dallas Cowboys to exercise if they don't have a long-term deal, deal in place for Pollard. I don't think you can lose Pollard. Zeke ain't Zeke anymore. He's their featured back. I think if you lose Pollard, it really, really hurts you there in the backfield and ultimately certainly help, hurts Dak as well. Any fantasy owner, any gambler, anybody who really has to study the nuances of a starting running back versus a backup running back and their efficiency metrics and all that, I'm not going to bore you with it. Anyone who, who has a kindergarten degree knows that Tony Pollard was the much better option for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not saying it's close. There's not a debate. Pollard was vastly superior to Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield for at least the last two seasons. And the only people on planet Earth who did not realize that were the Dallas Cowboys, the actual team that employed him. For some reason, I don't know if it was hubris to where they kept forcing Elliott out there because they paid him so much money and they felt they needed to justify it. I don't know if it was ignorance. I don't know what it was. Elliott was getting way too many snaps. Pollard wasn't getting enough. The guy ran for 1,000 yards last year while averaging 5.2 yards a clip. He caught 39 passes. 
He scored three touchdowns through the air. Like, he can play 12 touchdowns total. Bring him back. Bring him back. He is the straw that stirs the drink from a running perspective on offense. You do not need Ezekiel Elliott back in the fold. He does not need to be a cowboy anymore. The career has gone past him. All right. But for a guy like Tony Pollard, he's the future, at least for the next couple of years. It's because uh, Jerry and Steven Jones invested 90 million bucks into Ezekiel Elliott back in 2019. And that had everything to do with the decision making from there on. Tony Pollard didn't really get his chance until year four here to show that he is the best back easily now on that team. Also putting up some of the best tackle breaking and elusiveness metrics in the entire NFL. He's a very viable back. Now you're in a position where you're going to have to pay Pollard. Or again, even if you put the franchise tag on him, you're going to have to pay Pollard. He's 25 years old, though. And the good news is, for the, for that running back in particular, is that he did get that late start. That he doesn't have as many touches early in his career. I feel like that that helps you here, if you're Tony Pollard. Because is there a concern that he'll break down like Zeke? All these backs end up breaking down. Well, Tony Pollard certainly was underutilized early in his career. That's helpful. Let me ask you something. In terms of value to running backs, let's look at mm, the team that won the championship this year and then the team that played them for the championship this year. Who were the star running backs on those teams, right? You go to Kansas City, uh, a little bit of Pacheco, a little bit of Clyde Edwards-Elair, who did not play in the Super Bowl, I understand, because of the injury, but he was a first-round pick. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, who you signed as a free agent. Like, you Pacheco ran well, but you didn't need to make a massive investment in the position. Same thing with Philadelphia. Miles Sanders is headed for free agency. They're not going to re-sign him. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. We are not living in an era where you need to pay a running back $15 million a year. Like the Giants have to worry about Saquon Barkley right now. Barkley's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But there's just so much money to dedicate to a position where you can get, I'm not going to say comparable production, but quality production at a fraction of the price. Doesn't that evaluation, though, come down to what else is there, and particularly at the quarterback position? Because the importance of Saquon was so heightened this season. And, yeah, it's maybe a little different, as well as Daniel Jones playing this season. Like, it's maybe a little different when it's Daniel Jones there instead of, you know, Patrick Mahomes. When it's Patrick Mahomes, maybe you're not quite as worried about the pieces that you have in the backfield, and you feel like you can get enough production out of the non-big names. I mean, we're going to have a conversation in this show about Derrick Henry's future in Tennessee. Derrick Henry's been the cornerstone of that team in Tennessee. But again, not a quarterback that's exactly the same caliber as a Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, the evaluation of that position to me has a lot to do, though, with the team itself. And the Cowboys, I mean, I'm I'm not putting Dak in Patrick Mahomes territory. Well, let's go through the leading rushers last year. Let's see how important it was to have a guy who could run for a lot of yards. Number one, Josh Jacobs. Okay, Raiders didn't make the playoffs. Uh, the, the quarterback's on his way into town. Number two, Derrick Henry. We all know Henry's a stud. Tennessee's going nowhere. Number three, Nick Chubb. Missed the playoffs yet again in Cleveland. Number four, Saquon Barkley. Awesome year. Got to the playoffs. Uh, upset Minnesota. Got waxed by Philly. Good year there. Number five, Miles Sanders. Okay, there's some value there. Philly made it to the Super Bowl. Dalvin Cook, six. They got beat in the first playoff game. Justin Fields, a quarterback, seven. Christian McCaffrey, eight. Travis Etienne, nine. Aaron Jones, ten. Wow. I mean, do, do you need yeah, when that you put position? It in that context, you're right. Yeah, it's you pretty- just... Some of these guys matter. They, they, it's not that they don't matter. It's just how much do you want to dedicate to the, of the salary cap 
to that position where you have so much else you have to focus on. It's pretty remarkable that you have Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, all guys that you just mentioned at the top of that list, all free agents. All of them free agents. How about All of it? them about to get paid if teams are willing to pay them. But you're right. Maybe this evaluation there of that running back position is changing over time as running backs, the shelf life continues to decrease. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, we'll do what we always do. We're going to evaluate all the sound from around the world. James Steele is going to pick the best sound from the world of sports. We're going to bring it to you. (laughs) Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply very romantic here on joe and amber what is this well i mean what is this we know it's whitney houston i'm not i wasn't one of the greatest singers ever in the history of the universe i wasn't questioning the who i'm trying to just figure out the thought process behind launching in with this mr Steele. oh oh do not blame me for this if i had uh if i had my choice of what we were playing it wouldn't be this you gotta ask nick yeah i do i do like nick's choice here does Nick have a microphone to explain his Is it story? Is it a bad song, Joe? What did no, I do wrong? No, it's an excellent song. It's one of the greatest songs ever made. Once again, my problem is not with Whitney Houston or the <laughs> song. It's just coming out of left field, considering what we normally play around here. Maybe. Not knocking it. Just take me through the thought process, please. I like to understand people. Process over results. That's what Joe Fortenball always says. Maybe a little out of place, I think, is what Joe's saying, right? Uh, I don't think it's out of place. I like it. I okay. saw the song. I was like, this is a great song. And I put it on the arrays. It's, it's not too deep. I'm not that smart. I was going to say, it doesn't really sound like Oppenheimer <laughs> working on the Manhattan Project, but that's something nonetheless. And oh, I'll take it. I'll go, take it. Thank you for go. that. That's brute honesty. Let's go ahead and sound on, sound off. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. You know, some board ops do a show within a show when it comes to the music. <laughs> Not Nick. He's just I here for it. whatever sounds good. The Bucks hired Dave Canales to be their OC, replacing Byron Lefwich. We know Tom Brady retired. Backup Blaine Gabbert is a free agent. The only quarterback Tampa has on its roster is Gator great Kyle Trask. What does, <laughs> what does Canales think of the former Florida Gator Go Gators? The way that I've been trained is they're ours until they're not. And so right now, I got one Bucks quarterback. You know, it's Kyle Trask. Um, I really liked him coming out. He was able to distribute. And, and the thing that we're going to help Kyle continue to build on here is to just be a point guard. 
Point guards don't have to be the one that score all the points. You just distribute. And then on top of that, it's just a really quarterback-friendly system um, because of the balance of the run and the pass. Uh, we're not going to put him in harm's way a lot until, of course, you know, you get in those situations where you got to throw it a little bit, and then we'll do that as smart as way as possible. James Steele was shaking his head vigorously no at me, apparently not appreciating my Gators ad-libbing there from what he wrote on my screen. What's up, James? Lots of, like, I had Gators in there, but you jumped the gun and sent Gators <laughs> before the actual script had you saying it. Uh, peek behind. I just little, broke little open peek the fourth wall curtain. there. Yeah, yeah. That's the... <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Joe, what are the Bucks going to do at quarterback next season? It's been way too quiet. Has anyone realized that? It has been way too quiet in Tampa. We know the Jets want to do something. It's been very loud. We know the Packers have a situation they're dealing with. We know the Raiders have a situation they're dealing with. All very loud. All very discussed. Same thing with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. And then Brady retires, and we stop talking about the Bucks altogether. And I think part of that is Brady fatigue. A lot of us think to ourselves, let's not. We talked about the Bucks way too much the last three years. Let's take a break. But I think on the other end, something's cooking. So is it a free agent or is it something in the draft? I believe they own the 19th overall pick. I don't know if that's going to be good enough to get a quarterback, but something is going to happen there. No disrespect to Amber or the great Florida Gators. I can't imagine their thought process is Kyle Trask is going to be our starter from day one. You at least want some competition for him. It should be their thought process, but I agree. I don't yeah, think it is there. Right. And here's the thing. Here's the problem. Because obviously, listen, I, I'm, I'm joking, but I am a diehard Gator. And, and Kyle Trask uh, did look good in college. And he did show some promise when he came into the league. And I felt good for him that he got drafted behind a team where he's going to be sitting behind Tom Brady. Because I thought, good situation. He's not an NFL-ready quarterback coming out of college. Maybe he gets to learn behind the greatest to ever do it. However, there were signs at the end of the season that this could be Tom Brady's final bow. And they were playing Blaine Gabbert in garbage time instead of Kyle Trask. I hardly saw any Kyle Trask from the Bucks this season. And I thought that is such a strange decision. Because if you wanted to see what you had in Kyle Trask, and if you believed that Trask was your future to any degree, wouldn't you be paying, playing him when you could? And it seemed like they weren't even willing to do that. And so because of that, I don't feel like the Bucks are at all committed to moving forward, unfortunately <laughs> for me, uh, that the Bucks are committed to moving forward for Kyle Trask. I agree with you. It has been very quiet. I think there's two reasons for that. I think that the first reason is because you're irrelevant when Tom Brady leaves your franchise and the Bucks have some problems. They had a disappointing season even with Tom Brady. But then I also think it's because maybe that is a strategy and maybe they do have something cooking. And I do think that they should be a team that's in the mix for, you know, a Derek Carr or an Aaron Rodgers or maybe any of these other quarterbacks that we discuss. I could see something happening here in the offseason when it comes to the Tampa Bay Bucks. But man, we have heard hardly anything up to this point. The Dolphins, speaking of teams Amber loves, the Dolphins are going to have to make a decision on what to do with Tua Tungavaloa very soon. Should they give him an extension or pick up his fifth-year option? Here's Robert Griffin III on SportsCenter. He hasn't played a full 16 or 17 game season. And the really scary part is the head injuries that he's had to deal with, especially last year. You don't want to put him in a situation where he has another one or two of those next season and it's starting to affect his life after football. So that's why I would do the, go the option of exercising his fifth year option and not really worry about the future or extending him for five years. You still have time to see if Tua is going to be able to maintain his health for a full season. 
James, this is where you jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. You're just <laughs> relaxing. You're like leaning back in your chair. Yeah, uh, it's like, okay, James. Discussing something very important uh, that we'll have to talk about later. Uh, stuff. Amber, uh-huh, dolphin uh-huh. fan, gator fan, Amber, what yes. do you want to see the Dolphins do with Tua and his impending contract? Uh, Tua played very, very well when he was healthy this season. The problem is what RG3 just said, uh, the concerns when it comes to his durability. And I'm not just talking about the head injuries, but when it comes to Tua Tungvaloa, durability has been a discussion since his college days. And he has had a hard time playing full seasons since his college days. And because of that, if you're the Dolphins, I think what you do is you look at how good he was when he was healthy and you say, okay, we're not going to get rid of this guy, but also we're not going to go ahead and extend this guy. Otherwise, typically at this point, he would get an extension out of that same draft that I think we're about to see Burrow and Herbert and Jalen Hurts all get their extensions. I think with the Dolphins, it may cost you in the long run if you find out that Tua is in fact your guy and is actually durable. But in the short run, what you do is you pick up his fifth year option. I think that's the best option there for the Dolphins. You take your time, you buy some more time there on having to work out an extension with him and you buy some more time on truly evaluating that position and also get a viable backup Joe that can stay healthy because Bridgewater could not stay healthy either. We need some backups in Miami that can stay healthy. Incredible that every time Teddy Bridgewater stepped into a game, he got hurt on like the first play. It was just incredible. The, the unfortunate luck he's gone through since he became an NFL pro. I am not a Dolphins fan. I am not a Dolphins hater. They're one of several neutral teams in my book. I don't really root for them or against them. There's teams I dislike. There's teams I love. The Dolphins are a neutral team. They were a hell of a great watch this year. Hell of a great watch. That offense was a lot of fun. They were scoring a ton of points. The comeback against the Ravens, this is coming from a guy who bet the Ravens and lost money on that game. That was a hell of a game to watch this year. When this offense is cooking, they're one of the most fun offenses to watch in the league. So I would like to see more of Tua in this offense. I would exercise the option. He's played three years. That gives you year four and year five. And then you can start talking about franchise tags and extensions. But the thing is, you're not jammed up at all. It's not like you have to talk about a long-term extension for him. He was not good at all in his first First year he was average at best in his second year and then he took a step forward this year okay good that's two non-impressive years and then that's one year that is impressive so go out and have another impressive year in year four and then we're in a situation where we can talk about an extension before year five but right now even his camp can't come to the front office and say look we want a deal you're not getting a deal yet he knows it great situation for the dolphins to be in also if you're Tua, i think you end up getting more money with the patients, if in fact you get the extension. The gamble is, of course, do you end up getting the extension? Can you stay healthy? Do they end up wanting you long-term? But if they do, in fact, then you probably get more money from being patient and allowing Herbert and Burrow and and Hurts and Lamar Jackson and all these other quarterbacks get paid first because that's probably going to reset the entire market and help him out in the long run. Nikola Jokic has won two straight MVP awards and is on pace to win it again this season, but playoff success has not come with along with his personal accolades. How much does Jokic need a title on his resume? Here's Quentin Richardson on Canty and Carlin. I don't believe so, man. I mean, obviously you, you, you want him to have a championship and things like that, but when you, and Jokic in particular, when you look at the teams and the cards he's been dealt, He's overachieved with that. You can't expect him to, to win a finals or to win a championship when Jamal Murray has been out. Michael Porter has been out. These are literally the second and third highest paid players on the team who are supposed to be your co-stars. And you you going out there and you, you averaging a triple-double now and 
the numbers that he put up previously without those guys available, I think it's unreasonable for you to penalize him and think that he was supposed to lift those guys to a championship team level when they clearly were not there without those guys present. Joe, does Jokic need a title to validate his individual success? No, he does not. He is incredible. He is absolutely incredible. In terms of win shares per 48 minutes, the season he is putting up right now is an all-timer. The only guys who have put up better seasons in that metric are Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. He is having a phenomenal year and a phenomenal career. He doesn't need a title to validate anything. Remember something. LeBron James didn't get a title until he went to Miami and partnered up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Kevin Durant did not win a title until he went to Golden State and partnered up with the Warriors. Chris Paul has never won a title. James Harden has never won a title. Joel Embiid has never won a title. Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. I know I'm going to the younger guys, but the point is it is not easy to win championships. And Denver has not done a great job around Jokic, so we can't expect him to win a title with what he's been given. One guy can only do so much, and he's literally doing more than anybody in the NBA, Ember. Well, it's not just what he has around him, because I would argue that Denver team right now is actually pretty good around him. They were also injured last season. Like, everybody forgets that in terms of what Jokic was doing. So, yeah, he was putting up MVPs. He didn't have the second most important player playing next to him because of injuries on that team. Jokic is doing something that has happened three times in NBA history. The only three players in NBA history to win three consecutive MVP awards are Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Larry Bird. That's it. That's the kind of class that Jokic has put himself in. Titles aren't going to change that for me. We're talking remarkable NBA history. We're talking such an unbelievably exclusive club. And Nikola Jokic is so young and he ain't close to done yet. I don't think that the rings here, this is the unusual place where the rings don't necessarily matter, but I don't think the rings are necessary because he's just treading into waters that we frankly have rarely ever seen in all of NBA history. Michael Jordan didn't do it. LeBron James didn't do it. I mean, the greatest players of all time didn't do what Jokic has done so far. Coming up now, what we assume he's going to do doing after the season anyways when he wins his third back-to-back MVP coming up next one quarterback has more money coming in on him to win the MVP than Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes combined we'll tell you who this is Joe and Amber on ESPN radio Joe and Amber the podcast Nick with the music you never know what's coming how do you feel about this one, Joe? A uh, lot of range here. Whitney Houston, 50 Cent. A lot of range here Little I'm fitty. noticing throughout the course of the show. I love it. Joe Fortenbaugh, that's him. Amber Wilson, that's me. Find him on social media. At Joe Fortenbaugh, you can find me as well. At Amber W Sports, Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get into some interesting talk about what's happening in the betting world with the MVP odds for next season. But first, Joe's going to try to earn you some money, honey. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, so we've got our golf futures coming up in the next hour. Two picks for the Honda Classic. One is a very juicy future. More on that in the future. As a really more on the futures in the future. Yeah, let's just let's pretend like that didn't happen. I wasn't aiming for that. It sounded terrible. I don't need the sound effects, the drops, or anyone's commentary. Actually, just laugh among laugh amongst yourselves. Laugh amongst yourselves. All right, here's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, We're going to go to a prop in the North Carolina Notre Dame College Hoops game. Armando Baycott, big man, North Carolina. We're going to bet over 10.5 rebounds, 
a little juicy at minus 135. This one tips at 9 p.m. Eastern. Baycott's gone over 10.5 rebounds in 12 of his last 18 games, so that's 66%. He's averaging 11.1 rebounds per game on the season. The key here, Notre Dame is a terrible rebounding team on the offensive glass. They ranked 354th in the country. I didn't even know there were 354 college basketball teams. That's where they rank. So he should be able to pull down some more than usual on the offensive glass, coupled with the average on the defensive glass. Pizza money number two, Armando Baycott over 10 and a half rebounds. So more of where that's coming from later in Joe on Joe and Amber as well. But speaking of Joe Fortenbaugh and betting advice... I was watching my television today, and I tripped across your face, which, I mean, (laughs) honestly, I see plenty of every single day, but you were on Daily Wager, and there was a conversation, not really coming out of your mouth, but there was interesting. Was looking looking good, right? Looking good. Uh, Well, listen, you... You, you don't have frosted tips anymore. That's that's an advantage. We will get into. Uh, don't worry. We will get into the frosted tips to frosted tips conversation. That, that was we supposed to be an air. off-air conversation. Where I found out that Joe Fortenbaugh used to rock the frosted tips, which, by the way, surprises nobody. I mean, just yeah, nobody who's ever known Joe. We will get into that uh, a little bit later in the show. But no, there was an interesting conversation on the Daily Wager where they were saying that there's more people betting on the MVP odds next season. There's more people betting on Justin Fields to win MVP than Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts combined. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Can you believe it? 40 to 1. So Justin Fields, quarterback Chicago Bears, 40 to 1 to win the MVP. Our partner here at ESPN, when it comes to sports betting, is Caesars Palace. Caesars Palace is located not just in Nevada, but in other states as well. They work with the William Hill Sportsbooks. Long story short, more people are betting on Justin Fields to win the MVP next season than Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts combined. Now, part of that, I think, is the fact that people love the opportunity to wager a little bit of money to win a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And 40 to 1 is, well, if we just use a round number like $100, that's a $4,000 payday if it hits. So when you bet on guys like Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, you're not going to make as much money. And out here in Vegas, we do have a decent amount of people from the Chicago area. Fantasy owners who rostered Justin Fields last year know all about his rushing. He was top 10 in running, so he rolls up a lot of points. So people enjoy him. So you can see why some of the money would come in. I'm not saying it's a smart bet. I find it fascinating, though, that we're not even 100% sold that he's going to be a member of the Chicago Bears next season. Like, are you convinced he's going to be the Bears starting quarterback week one? Next I year? am. I am. But oh, it you is are. kind of crazy. I am because I think that the Bears are just toying with us all because they're trying to gain a little bit more power in these negotiations when they trade away the number one pick. I think it's lunacy that they would get rid of Justin Fields. And we all knew that in the first half of the season when we were all fawning over Justin Fields and the athleticism we were seeing from him and in terms of the development with the decision-making too on a very terrible Bears team with zero protection from him and very little help around him. And yet we still saw those sparks I mean, Justin Fields was electric at points this past season watching him play. So I feel like now the Bears are just hoping that we forgot that because there has been a lull here. And then obviously with the injury. So we just we're going to forget that we're going to go into the draft. We're going to pretend like that we're moving on from Justin Fields. Sure, he's not their guy. He's not the front office's guy. He's not the coaching staff's guy. I just don't believe any of it. I think he's the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Nevertheless, you're taking a chance if you're betting on him to be MVP because they certainly haven't said he's the starting quarterback next year. 
MVPs traditionally come from the one seed. If you go back through recent history, you got to claim a one seed or a two seed to even be in the race. The voters love the teams that win. So if you're going to try to make a case outside of being the best team in your respective conference or the best team in football, good luck. You're going to need to do something really special because it doesn't happen all that often. Like look at Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't a five seed this year. He was a one seed. Do you believe though that there is a that within the Chicago organization, they are not the least bit interested in trading Justin Fields. I correct. I don't think that they are the Jeez, least okay. bit interested in trading Justin Fields. I don't See, believe any of the fodder. You do? I'm like hook, line, and sinker thinking that they're at least considering their options. That if they get a nice package in order to make a trade, and if they really like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, your boy, who mock drafts are now putting him number one overall, which is crazy. He was like 100 to one to be the first overall pick. He's now seven to one. It's 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 You're going to get rid of of Justin Fields and go with an Anthony Richards who's kind of like a Justin Fields, but worse? (laughs) I mean, he can run like Fields, but he can't throw like him. That's all he can do. He can run like Fields. There's a lot. Sure, there's wild athleticism from Anthony Richardson. Wild. Raw talent. Terrible decision making. It was very frustrating watching him for the Florida Gators. Coming up next, Joe's Frosted Tips. Joe and Amber, the podcast.